you looking for solid answers on why our healthcare system is so jacked up? Tired of the soft talk and ready to get real? Then turn up the volume and tune into smashithealthcare.com, where real, serious medical advisors are discussing how to save our healthcare system. Get ready to get smashed. Hey, Smashers, we're back today. This is Bob Salvat on the mic. I got Johnny B. Lightning here with me and Danny from Soho. We've got an interesting topic for you today. We're going to talk a little bit about the headwinds of change. John, I got to ask you a question. Why is it so hard for medical device manufacturers to change? You know, we, we, we and, and we're going to touch on this all throughout the show, I'm sure. But, you know, you talk about Kodak and how it was hard for them. And we can talk a little bit more about that. But there's some of these big companies, right, that instead of adopting change, what they do is, is is they go and they acquire these other companies and then they try to do this merger and and they try to get their people to, you know, work with these other people. And the next thing you know, these people are getting fired and these other people. It's just a lot of 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 infrastructure trauma, if you ask me. And right now we have some exciting things in the technological world that are offering up solutions. And for instance, just real quick, just to give a little a little food for thought here. Uh, there's a, a man by the name of Tiger. What's Tiger's last name? Anyone, anyone, anyone? Uh, that's a great question. He goes by Tiger. Tiger from Ortho Streams. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of people know him. A lot of people know him. A lot of people read I, uh, Tiger Buford. That's it. Tiger Buford. You yeah. want to email him? He's Tiger at TigerBuford.com. Tiger, we're talking about you today because... We are thoroughly impressed about the content that you put out there. And this is actually very relevant to our show. And he does a great article, and we'll put it up on our references, uh, where he talks about the birth of orthopedics 4.0. Um, and he also has another article uh, or blog, if you will, that he put out there uh, called the Artificial Sales Intelligence in Orthopedics. So we're going to talk a little bit about these today. And um, listen, you know, uh, give give Tiger a thumbs up uh, on social media or wherever at and 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 let him know that uh, his content is relevant and, and, and it's good because I think this this is a really good information. So he talks a lot about, you know, the predictive and AI and all that. But again, John, I want to go back to you. Why is it so hard for medical device manufacturers to change or, or or incorporate new technology right yeah. into their day-to-day what are your thoughts on that <clears throat> well i i think first of all it, it's data most um most medical med tech med device companies aren't great at quantifying their data so they're they're uh, they they certainly know how to quantify logistics in operations, stuff like that. But when it comes to placing data as variables inside of the sales cycle, there's kind of, you know, they get a little glassed over. And one one of the biggest head headwinds, I think, is just a, just a kind of a pensive approach to changing how their sales force were to focus, right? So if you, if you start looking at, data-driven results, the sales professional inside a med tech, inside a med device is it's these people 
are the best of the best, right? They have, they are expected to be comfortable being uncomfortable almost daily. Um, their expectations are high. I don't know, man. There's a lot of car salesmen out there. They're out there. It's freaking hot as all get out. If you're in Florida, if you're up north in the Midwest, it's freaking freezing. I mean, there are some salesmen out there in these other industries that are, are, uh, you know, they're they're real high. I'm I'm joking. Is that, I mean, right, look, right. I love. Listen, I love you, car salesman. <laughs> really, I mean, you're making a great point, right? That these medical <laughs> device manufacturers, they're you know, they when these sales reps that are out there, I mean, these guys got to be you know, gurus in spine or gurus in the in the in in ortho in trauma. They've got to understand biomechanics. You know, they're not just selling out you know, on the street or door to door or at a lunch with a doc, they're, they're actually selling in the OR also. Right. Yeah. I think, I think the best way to put it is, is there salespeople that become service people, not the other way around. Um, the only way to become a good service rep is to, is to become a, a good sales rep first and, and selling, getting a yes is literally scratching the surface. And the, the, the multifaceted uh, relationship sale that they have to endure. And then not only that, but then they're, they're going to be required to provide an exceptionally high level of service to support that product into, you know, forever. Right? Their it's, level of service. And we have this on one of our other shows, their level of service can actually influence patient outcomes, right? Absolutely. And, you know, there, every, every med device salesperson is one bad surgery away from losing an almost insurmountable chunk of their business. Isn't that wild? It's like, there's no grace, right? You got one, you got got one case that goes back and look, kudos to the docs that are willing to stand up for their patients and, and, and get in the way of that. And they say, Hey, look, if your stuff is not doing what it needs to do, then I've got to protect my patients who naturally they have to deal with, with the next, you know, five, 10, 15 years, maybe the rest of their lives. Right. right? Right. And, and so, you know, so we say that reps, you know, can influence patient outcomes, really reps are influencing the physician to do something and the physician is using their, you know, surgical acuity to determine what they should do next based on the information that's being provided to them by the rep. Mm-hmm. A- accurate. Accurate. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the, the, these situations, uh, successful med device salespeople, man, they, they eat, sleep and breathe their wins. So it's, it's hard for them to change. Is that what you're saying? It's certainly hard for them to give up their, their intellectual property of what's made them successful. And, and, and ultimately if they're confident in their sales ability and their service ability, they, they kind of shrug it off and say, I I don't need it. I'm, I'm successful. I'm doing, I'm doing good things, but then, and I think this is where the rubber meets the road. So then their, their manager, their boss comes to him and says, I, I want you to teach some of the other guys and girls how to, how to be successful. I want them, I want you to give your secret sauce to the rest of our sales force. And that is almost impossible to do. It's, an, it's a very dynamic thing, right? What, what works for one sales rep won't work for another. And, and what one 
uh, practicing clinician wants to hear and, and experience is completely, you know, would put some other clinicians off. Um, I, I do think though, that the, the key to this is going to be how to digest the data. And unfortunately the data is not cheap, right? So right. The head, maybe the, maybe the biggest headwind is just the, the financial situation of what, it, what it's going to cost to get into the data and figure out how that data can affect your sales force in a positive way. Yeah. But you know, cheap, cheap is relative, right? Because in the world of financing, you move some things around, you move some numbers around and and it actually becomes very affordable, very quick, right? If you do some creative financing and to make it, you know, make it work And, 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 and in today's world, right? Data is like the new gold data is like the new oil, right? Because if you can take the data, if you can acquire the data, and you can actually crunch and analyze the data, you can do amazing things, right? And I think that's what Tiger gets into with the shift of moving to predictive. And he he talks about the year 2025, that there's going to be a massive acceleration of the predictive wave. And there's some examples of predictive tools in other industries that he takes note of. And I want, I want to just I want to take a moment to talk about those real quick, okay? The agriculture industry, for example, uses predictive software to choose when to plant, when to nurture, and when to harvest. (laughs) That's pretty cool. That's That's pretty cool. cool. Like, if you can nail it down to the day, right, of the best time to get the most out of your harvest, that's pretty cool. All right, so mining in the oil industry, they use predictive technology to determine where and when to drill or mine you know before they used to use little data points and they used to say hey we found oil here or we found whatever we were mining for here um let's go you know five meters this way let's go five meters that way and they would create this little scatter plot map and they would figure it out from there now they're able to use predictive technology based on the environment geography and everything else to increase the probability of hitting on the next shot and then they don't have to drill as many holes. Pretty cool. Weather industry. <laughs> this is a joke. I'm from Florida. Everybody's a weatherman, right? Weather industry. Weather uses predictive technology to tell us the weather's going. I listen. I I don't know about that. I mean, my weatherman's never right. <laughs> exactly. I don't. I don't know about that. I think uh, they know. That it's might not coming. be a positive. They don't variable. know exactly where it's going. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, Danny. What do you think, Danny? You think you think that the the weather? You think that in Soho? How's it in Soho? Weatherman always right. <laughs> Okay, that's how Danny communicates now. <laughs> Danny's got a machine now. He's communicating in the machine. All right, here's another one. Universities, this is actually a really good one. Universities use predictive uh, technology to proactively determine which students are most risk of dropping out and what we can do to prevent it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I mean, I guess they're looking at their grades sort of dropping and then they they kind of hey, we got to jump on this one. The grades are consistently dropping. I mean, that's just, uh, I, 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 I guess, right? I guess that's yeah. good. Yeah. Banks use predictive uh, technology to proactively determine unhappy customers based on their transaction behavior. has nothing to do with going broke. It's just their transaction behavior. How much are they using their card, right? Hmm. Um, and look, I mean, 
I guess, you know, I, I, I know we got a, a credit card one time that was attached to the rewards and, and all of a sudden the, 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 the place where we had the card at, you couldn't use the card there. And I said, the reason why I got the card here is so that I could get rewards for purchasing products here. And I can't use the card here. Is that what you're telling me? And they're like, yeah, it's broken. And I'm like, what a waste. All right. Anyway, so I was definitely one of those unhappy customers based on my transaction behavior. It's awesome. All right. So you are using predictive technology on driving trips in real time to guide you to your destination as efficiently as possible around construction and accidents. Look, that is the truth. Okay. And I, I like the fact that they mentioned construction and accidents and all of that because, look, in med device, when these guys are going out and these sales reps are going out, they kind of know, right, how to uh, efficiently work through the different surging customers to get to where they need to be. For example, you know, a rep not is not typically supposed to uh, go into a practice and and kind of talk to the physician. That's you know typically you know lower man on the totem pole. Maybe he just joined the practice, right? He's typically going to go to the kind of the alpha first, right? Maybe the guy who started the practice or the senior member in the group. He's going to go talk to them. If that guy shoots him down, then pretty much everybody else is open game, right? But if you do it in the wrong order, oh boy, you could get booted out of that practice so quick. That, that top gun can come over and say, what are you doing? What are you trying to sell to my crew? What is this thing? How come I haven't heard about it? And they <laughs> shut you out so quick that your head is spinning on the way out, right? Am I right or am I wrong? Absolutely. So it's important, right? That kind of data and analytics getting put into, for example, a CRM, right, is kind of tough because, like you were saying, that's their personal equity. Mm -hmm. right that's their value that's their ip that's their ip and so now they're putting it into this crm right and then they're expecting so so back to what you were saying john are you talking about the reps of yesterday or are you talking about the reps of tomorrow you know i i i think that there that's a that's a great question and um you know i think Regardless of of if you're selling today and you're going to sell tomorrow, I, I think as salespeople, you you have to have your eyes wide open to find efficiencies because the one thing that is a guarantee for every salesperson in every marketplace is whatever you did today, they're going to ask more from you tomorrow. Whatever your quota is today, your quota is going up X percent tomorrow. They're never going to say, "Hey, you did you did ten million in sales this year. Next year, why don't you why don't you relax? Why don't you just do seven million in sales next year?" That is absolutely never going to happen. If you did ten, they want eleven. If you did eleven, they want twelve or thirteen or fourteen or fifteen. Right, whatever it is, the number is always going to go up. And whether we like it or not everyone's bonus and or financial compensation is is tied to their percent to quota right right, right. so you know and, and it's it's the it's the joke for the old for the old uh crusty rep right you know i, I used to have i used to have a, a really good uh friend and she'd always tell me she'd be like if i have to watch one more person stand on stage and get an award for selling a half a million dollars worth of stuff when i just sold nine million dollars worth of stuff i'm gonna puke <laughs> <laughs> right and 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 it's like 
well, you've got a you've got a point. You know, you're you basically sold 13 times what they sold, but your expectation is to continue to keep growing just like their expectation was to continue to keep growing. And obviously their number is going to be bigger next year and uh, and your number is going to be bigger than next year. Right. So so if there's if there's ways that we can crunch data and become more efficient and and to have some of these predict predictive analytics head us off at the past so that we're only going after hot leads, we're only going after stuff that we have a high probability of closing and not wasting our time on cold wood, if you will. Uh, don't we have to don't we have to in, embrace that for tomorrow? We definitely do. And I think it's important that we talk about the fact that your output is only going to be as good as your input. So really, everybody has to get on board with, you know, the idea and the concept of, you know, selling differently. You know, one one thing Tiger says that I think is interesting, he says, today, orthopedics is asking what happened. Tomorrow, orthopedics will ask what should happen. Right. So what should happen is the the inputs need to improve. We've got to, you know, we've 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 got to take off, you know, the the uh, the arrogance and the lack of of humility and the this. Well, this is my intellectual property and this is my equity. And do, and, and we've got to think. And in order for someone to think differently in that sense. They've got to be kind of compensated differently, right? Mm -hmm. yep. they, you've got to figure out a compensation of where you're saying to that individual, look, I want you to enter this information into the day. And look, I know you're the one that's got the, the most information. I know you're the one who's got the most data. Your data points are probably better than anyone's. Your, your personal CRM is probably just as good or better than anyone's. And we want you to enter it into the system and do it regularly. And here's how we're going to reward you for doing that. Right. Because yep. we need to grow as a team. The better the team does. Right. The better you're going to do. Mm -hmm. Right. The more we can invest back into the business, the more we can. And you kind of got to have a session with that person and saying it's not just about you. Right. Because if we're able to get better technology if we're able to get better medical devices, better products in our pipeline, if we're able to, able to have better infrastructure for the um, the company then we're, we can operate more efficiently and we can actually make your life easier. Because I'll tell you what, heavy, uh, heavy is the head that wears the crown, right? Mm -hmm. When you're top gun, when you're top man on the totem pole for sales, you're working harder than anybody out there. Mm -hmm. You're busting your hump. Yeah. And if you got case coverage reps helping you out, well, you're, you're spending, you know, 90% of your day, you know, managing, you know, those guys or gals and where they're going and what they're doing and the whole bit. And the other 10% might get left for personal time in your family. Mm -hmm. That's no way to live. Mm -hmm. So if not long term, if, not long term, right? Eventually these guys get burnt out, right? So, so the data, the analytics, these, these uh, predictive AI or these CRMs, right? These customer relationship management software systems, they could actually help to not only shorten the learning curve for the younger guys, but for the older guys, make life a little bit easier, yeah. right? A yeah. little bit more efficient. But it, it's never going to happen, right? Unless you try, right? I worked in I worked I worked in a consultative, uh, consultative uh, uh, way with with one of the bigs, right? In, in med, med device, and one of the coolest things I ever saw was they actually put brain power and money into the residency 
and fellowship handoff. Okay. I, I, I won't expose them. It's, it's their internal um, residency. So they put, they put brain power into the residency and, and fellowship. The fellowship handoff. Okay. So let's say, <clears throat> let's say I've got, let's say I live in Chicago and I've got three fellows at rush three orthopedic spine fellows at rush mm -hmm. and one's going to one's going to Spokane. One's going to Boulder. One's going to Cleveland. Right. They would, they would give me downstream incentive commissions for a prescribed period of time to be invested in handing off those fellows that I'd ha had created a relationship with. Right. It's pretty cool. Right. That's pretty right. cool. It's the first time I'd ever heard that. Right. Right. Every, every other company was kind of like, be a team player, hand right. them off, do, right. do, do your job, hand them off, give them a high five on the way out. And, you know, but the problem is, is at literally after the, the dinner, right. Or the, the, the 10 minute sit down conversation with the new, the new place where they were going, that, that new, that new team, that new sales team, there was no impetus to follow up to to check and see how they're doing to even potentially go and visit that 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 outgoing fellow and to make sure that there was a lasting impression with that company for that company and uh, and this company had a really good idea they stuck with it and they have a really high level of of handoff now right so so for example in the world of CRM you would have entered in all the information about this individual into the CRM, Correct. right? You would have went to go to the to the quote unquote handoff, right? And this the 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 new sales rep could have picked up right where you left off, and that's a beautiful thing, right? That's an absolutely beautiful example, John, of the way that this is supposed to work. The way right. that orthopedics is saying or should say what will happen tomorrow medical device manufacturers say what will happen tomorrow and look your company you have to protect the equity of your company i mean this is what you're paying your sales reps to do That's right right now we go to something different where it gets a little bit complicated okay and i'm gonna throw a curveball at you here and and i hope you're ready for this one okay how does this differ when it comes to a non-direct distributor situation, a non-exclusive distributor or rep that's working with your company, how do you do this? First of all, I'd say forget the curveball, Ricky. Throw him the heater. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you sounded just like him, too. <laughs> Lou Brock. Lou Brock. Listen, the, the, the question is, it's complicated and it's simple, right? Um, it, it, there's so many variables that come into play. The first thing I'm thinking of is if I'm, if I'm working in a non-exclusive independent um, fashion for a manufacturer and I've got a fellow and he's moving out of state, first thing I'm going to do is say, well, why, why can't? Why can't I still be in charge of his handling his uh, his account? Right. I'll 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 make the trip for 90 days. I'll go get him settled into his into his new digs. Now, this I'll, is a non-exclusive distributor situation. Right. 
Yeah, but uh, the distributor I'll, in the other states going to be totally different. They're not going to okay. let you come in 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 squat in their territory. Right, <laughs> right. He's get, screw you, Joe Bull. <laughs> <laughs> I do it myself. <laughs> I do it. I do it myself. Right. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, not going to happen. It's no, not. Gonna it's happen. not. It's not going to happen. No. So uh, you know, but again, th- th- this is such this is such a real world scenario. It is. Is this absolutely happens, right? Um, and I think because that happens, there's some trepidation there with the 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 small to mid-sized medical device supplier that's using these non-direct sales force individuals to kind of have or make or that connection, right? Yeah. Because you know the other thing is they want all that business for their line. Right. They don't want it you to go and spread it out to the five other lines that you know you you provide. So, so it's almost like it becomes now a new disadvantage. But it's it's also a beautiful thing, right? Because in the same respect, if I'm an independent, and I've got five lines, and this and this uh, doctor wants to use this line. That means the doctor's got to buy in on the line, right? It, it means there is some grace if you handle the handoff properly. Right. And, and of course, in, in all of my situations, whenever I had that scenario, I always went above and beyond to make sure that the handoff was right. Because, you know, at the end of the day, it's not about commissions and dollars and finances. It's about your reputation. Right. 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 I mean, don't be a dirtbag. Don't just do something because you're getting paid to do it. Do the right thing. Right. Right. I, I'm, I, I had people move out of territory all the time. And I'd call up the distributor in the new territory. Like, hey, man, I've got a guy coming in. Let me give you all the data I've got. Let, you know, let, let me set up a meeting so you can meet him um, in introduction and, and um, we'll go if from there. While your eyes tear up a little bit as you watch <laughs> the uh, revenue and production just go right out the window as your as your quota is still the same, the same it was, you know, and it's probably going to go higher even after. I always believe in the circle of life, right? So if you had two two move out, you're probably going to have two move in. You just hope oh, two moving matata, in, my friend. Yeah, yeah. You just hope the two way. moving in are, are introduced to you that's as well the, as yours. That's the that's the luck of the uh, Scottish right there for you. Yeah, it's the circle. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I just I think there's a different way. So I think something else happens here. Okay, so I think with. A non-exclusive situation, right? I think you have a regional VP or regional sales director, and it now becomes it becomes their role, right? So yes. you have an RSD that transfers information from one RSD to another, right? We're trying to solve the world's problems right now. Here As everyone listening everybody. to this podcast, his eyes are glazing right, over. Right. Smash it. dot com. Yeah. We will what? solve the world's problems. Did he just say RSD? What, what is that? What is that? A regional sales director has spoken to another regional sales director. Isn't that what they're supposed to do? <laughs> I don't know. What was that? What was yes. That? Was that the crow agrees. The crow. The agrees. crow agrees. So a regional sales director communicates with another regional sales director. He says, hey, uh, this guy's moving from Cali. He's moving over to New York. You know, we, we've been doing He's a fellow. And, and Look, and he loads up the CRM and they transfer all the information over and now everything is dialed in, right? So now that RSD on a local level can work with his favorite distributorship, right? That uh, this guy is coming into that territory and now he can dangle the carrot a little bit, right? He can say, hey, look, 
Uh, I got new doc coming into the territory. I got a tremendous amount of information. I've already got a dinner set up. I want to invite you to the dinner. We're going to make an introduction. We want him to work with his product. And you start getting the distributor excited. And you start getting the, you, you kind of use it as a way to get the distributor engaged. And now you got a distributor, excuse me, who's selling, you know, maybe some to, 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 to more of your product, right? Uh, to now selling a lot. Now being like super appreciative. Hey, this is great. Look what this company's doing for us. None of our other lines have done this. They're taking their their intelligence, they're taking their information, their data, they're using it for good. And they're actually they're rewarding us with something. And it was just out of left field. It was like, you know, they they it's like they appreciate us. That is very few and far between. And I don't think enough medical device manufacturers, a small to mid-size, have the business acuity to actually close that loop successfully enough. And I think with CRMs and predictive AI, okay, they are going to be able to do this time and time again, and they're going to make it work, and it's going to work well for them, okay? Um, that's my prediction, okay? Especially to those who've listened to this show, and wrote down what I just said, if you're not already doing it, okay? So I, 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 that's what I think. And I think the reason why Tiger says 2025 is because he knows that it's going to take some, you know, it's a learning curve, right? You know, we got all this data now. What do we do with it? Right? Right. I mean, you know, I remember working with one company that had uh, over like 1,400 patents. And I said... Um, okay, you guys kind of brag about in your intro that you got all these 1,400 patents, and I know you only have about 300 products. So do you guys ever mine your own patents? I think it was actually north of 4,000 patents. I was like, do you ever mine your own patents for you know to, to go ahead and enhance your portfolio or instead of acquiring another product, develop your own? And they're like, yeah, we're working on this. And I mean, this is a big company. Obviously, you know, with four thousand pieces of IP, and then you know what the the you know what the the gentleman says in the next breath, he says, "Yeah, as a matter of fact, you're sitting next to the guy that we have working on this." I was I looked over to the guy and I'm like, "It it's you?" And he's like, "Yeah," and he's like, and I'm like, "Is it just you?" And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like, "You gotta be kidding me, right?" They're not using the data that they have. They're not crunching the data that they have to improve their outcomes so it's just like sitting on golden eggs that never hatch yeah incredible yeah so yeah. if if what a if, waste yeah it, what a waste right and, and you know oh my gosh and you know what that that company's spine division suffered <laughs> suffered oh <laughs> uh, 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 i wish it was so much better such such huge potential and it suffered yeah but look um any any other thing that you can add to this? What are, you know, some other ways that maybe we can see outside of CRMs, right, to improve the life uh, of of the well, first of all, field agents, we love you. Sales agents, we love you, right? Distributors, we love you, right? We we've we've come from this world. So we want to come up with ideas and talk about topics and issues in here that are help improve your life. So, John, what other things, you know, outside of, let's say, CRM or the sales lifecycle process, right, 
do you think that uh they can they can you know improve on jeez well first of all d- data isn't going to just make sales more efficient it's going to make marketing more efficient research and development acquisition um just normal organizational leadership think think about you know think about it like this right unfortunately the only people that can tell the ceo what to do is it's usually the board and it's usually hostile right they can ask questions make suggestions but they really can't tell the ceo what to do unless it's hostile could you imagine if the board developed its own data i know inefficiency and showed it to the ceo and just said listen when you do this you're effective when you do this you're not effective so we want you to do this more often <laughs> right because you met i mean just just from just from streamlining the leadership position right getting people focused in the right areas be massive right massive. right and, and and you know you could even you know continue to bake right. that down hey, to and the, see yeah what's that? i was gonna say if our culture is x y and z we have a 95 percent chance of of growing 25 percent a year for the next decade that's pretty incredible that would be pretty incredible and then what about, you know, spin into the other end on the operation side, as far as logistics are concerned in, in, in regards to, um, you know, the funnel process on ordering, you know, equipment and managing that equipment and lost equipment and RMAs for, you know, broken equipment or um, just even, you know, the inventory management side and making that more efficient, making that easier or, you know, um, as far as turns on sets, right? For those of you who don't know out there, you, you sometimes you have these implant sets or you have these instrument sets, and it, you know companies generate revenue on the more turns that they get out of these sets. Mm-hmm. So if you could use predictive AI, right, with a distributor based on the current life cycle that they're in or sales cycle that they're in, um, on what how many sets that they're going to get, you can now say, hey, we're going to keep this set with them because they are growing at this rate. And we know that they could use a set more than this other group who's actually on a down cycle, right? And move inventory around that is, you know, uh, more relative to to the group that's using it and yeah. get more turns, yeah. right? More turns and cheaper to move. Yeah, yeah. And then what about this? We know that when this set is in cycle and it goes for this amount of time, these two or three instruments tend to typically break. Maybe we need to order more of those. Yeah, forecasting for the instrument side. Right. Or or what about That's the predictive usage? side. Right. Implant yeah. usage. I cannot tell you how many times in my career that um you call you call a a a, a company and you say, "Hey, you know, or or you send them, you know, in the chart sheet and they need to restock send you restocks and you get you get all your restocks back except for like you know, three, two or three items, right? And then you see that there is a BO, BO for back order. Yeah, six five forty pedicle screws. We're we're been back ordered since Nam. <laughs> what the heck is that? You sell implants. You realize I cannot go into surgery without having this implant ready. Yeah. Are you kidding me? What do you mean back order? They're not allowed to be on back order. 100 millimeter pre-lordose rod. Back order since Nam. That's crazy. <laughs> Why don't you just tell me to go to work without shoes on? Okay. Just go to work without shoes on. Right. Punch yourself in the face and go tell your doc <laughs> that you're about to piss on his relationship and that you just, you know, you don't have the main thing. No, it's it's like 
It's like Ford is out of F one fifty trucks. Right. Right. Well, just we've got to we've got to focus no, over engines here. Engines are on back focus. order. Engines are on back order. Here's your car. <laughs> Here's the car you ordered. We'll, um, why we'll put the start? engine in, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, the engines are the engines are back order. It's on back order. <laughs> That's insane. Listen, I think that's a great note to end this on. Guys, listen, what what are we doing today and what do we need to do tomorrow? What does predictive AI bring to us? Why is it so hard for medical device manufacturers to change? You know why it might be so hard? You know why I think it might be so hard, John, is because they're not crunching the data. You know, they, they write it down, they put it in their system, and then they don't have somebody, right, who's sitting there and who's who's part of the, the company's infrastructure, and their job is to really analyze and look at the data. And we need more of those analysts. We need those analysts to step up. We need them to step forward. And we need you to get more involved in the medical device industry. So if you're out there and you're listening and you're contemplating on what industry might need you and you're an analyst, Please go knock on some doors at some medical device manufacturers because according to our buddy, buddy Tiger, by 2025, you're going to be in pretty, pretty high demand. So, again, <laughs> smashers, we love you, sales agents, field agents, distributors, medical device manufacturers, suppliers, people in the industry, healthcare professionals, hospitals. We love you guys, man, and we thank you so much for listening to the show. We thank you for for uh, you know all the, the the likes and the positive feedback that we're getting on the you know Twitter and Facebook and all of that. And we just want to continue to encourage it because it encourages us. And that is it. Smashithealthcare.com, folks. Smashers. That's the end of the show, and we are out. If you like today's show, then join the mission. Become a fellow Smasher. We're passionate about saving healthcare. Subscribe, like, share, tell your friends. Together, we can make a difference. Go to smashithealthcare.com. This show was brought to you and sponsored by omedza.com.